Hey there, I'm Kid Congo, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast, and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. As you might have noticed, we've switched over uh, the platform this week to a new hosting company. So bear with us on that for a moment. But in the meantime, welcome to the Christmas Roast. This is the episode where we uh, make fun of people's Christmas music. And uh, this week I grabbed Gabriella Ruiz. She's a Broadway actress and uh, she was on that comedy show crazy ex-girlfriend she's also done work in star trek and voiceovers with all kinds of other stuff she's completely she's just incredibly talented and very very funny and uh, she did her own piece here called twinkle twinkle and we're gonna open the show up with that and then we'll kick off with talking about bad christmas music and what else she's got going on in her life. So let's all sit back. Christmas roast to some sticky jazz. Twinkle, twinkle, the city Coolness of the silent night And the west shines a star with holy light Love has come this precious Christmas night Twinkle, twinkle, stars in the sky Holy child, what a wondrous sight Mercy and love, heaven's unwavering might Hope has come to set this world right The shepherds come back home again, night's light. And the star that stays in Bethlehem is beckoning to far-off lands, and it paves the way to second chances in life. I'm learning to live in the light. Christmas lights, I know, even still nothing can come 
Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks. And this week, welcome. This is actually welcome to the Christmas roast. I have Gabrielle Ruiz from the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but she's been doing a, just a ton of all kinds of other crazy stuff, which I'm sure that this episode is going to have no bounds. And uh, she's a Broadway performer, but she's also fired up lately on, on some star trek and now one of the voices on spider-man so nerd alert you'll be seeing her at comic con soon and uh thank you for being on the christmas roast gabrielle oh gosh, welcome to the you show for having me i'm excited to be roasted no you're spirit. no no you're not roasted you're you're gonna help me roast i know but it kind of comes in hand in hand you know what i'm saying if i if i can't take it you know oh gotta, yes if can't you take can't take it well a couple of years ago um no, let me just start this part off. I, I had a buddy, Ty Herndon. He's the first openly gay country singer. And he, he and our buddies, and he knows I am very critical of country music and Christmas music. Oh. And yes. he, he released that. an album called Regifted, and he was my first Christmas <laughs> roast episode. <laughs> and he and I went over, and it was actually it was good music. It was very good music. It was very well done, but we also had uh i was like dude i can't do like your oh come all you faithful with the african christmas choir was amazing on that record i couldn't do little drummer boy he said i oh, it's all right you get a free pass on that one kind of thing right so but uh yeah so they they gave me your publicist um i'm not going to say her name because i'm going to be professional but i, I love people. that group i, oh, I love i love that I love group they too they are, they have sent me some of the best people and oh. i love everybody that they've given me has been great right i'm very lucky to have them as well in my life <laughs> so they they got me abby anderson who's hilarious she she so her and i are both ex-mormons and so I, I i i had her and i i read in her thing oh she's ex-mormon i said well hey just to let you know i left the tribe she's like really <laughs> you, you you mean that i said yeah and like like tribe. half the conversation what about both of us being ex-mormons you know <laughs> but i so when they sent me this and i went and i watched your character and and everything and i i came back and i was like okay is she funny enough that she'd be able to get in there and do a roast like this <laughs> and and they were like Oh, yes. Don't oh, worry. Yes. I mean, I wasn't sure what kind of homework I was supposed to prepare, but I'm ready to dive in. Well, we're, we're, we're going to be ripping on other people's bad Christmas music. Okay. You um, know, I did, I did listen to a podcast 
recently about why new Christmas songs never make it and never make it big. And it's because it they're was... good and Christmas music sucks. <laughs> well, I I released it right. I mean, I listened to it right after I released my Christmas single, and I was like, this is great timing. And I completely disagreed with every, with all the reasons why. And the ones that they loved the most, which just really got my goat. I was Ooh. like, I mean, one of them is Kelly Clarkson's song. That one. Yeah, 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 just, just like, of yeah. course it's popular. I mean, she's fabulous, but like, she's an American, she's the first American Idol winner. Of course she got that way up there and got a great team, blah, blah, blah. And nobody cares about the 19th American Idol winner. Nobody cares. Who is that? Exactly. Wait, is that show still on? Yes, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So... It's it's on like somewhere in Mars or something. Like it's just it's still on somewhere in the world. Right. The, si Simon Simon's making five thousand dollars an episode, so it's happening somewhere. But <laughs> that's all he gives somewhere. a shit about, right? He doesn't watch right. the show. He's not on it anymore. Um, well, I had uh, I, okay. Here's the, here's the joke, right? A coworker of mine who, um. I'm actually going to say he is the he's the mascot for the New Orleans Saints. So oh, wow. just so I'm throwing this in, throwing it out there, right? Because we all have our side gigs. He's a great guy, but he's also a big metal fan. And I am oh, wow. just as critical of metal as I am Christmas and country and hip hop. Okay. So, like, so basically you're critical generally. Oh, I, I'm an asshole. I, like <laughs> I could, I, I, I wrote the book that Simon has to adhere by. Okay. <laughs> Um, but he, he, he said the other day and like, he said this on a, on a team call, he said, yeah, I took my car into the mechanic and I said, it's making this horrible noise. And the mechanic took out the Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas CD. And it stopped making that horrible noise. <laughs> I'm like, Yes. Like, you know, and, and there was that scene in that movie about a boy where, I don't know if you saw it, but it's, uh, it's from the old Nick Hornby book, um, where you got Hugh Grant and his dad is this famous Hugh musician over in England who had done one Christmas single, right, that was big in England. And he said, and, and every year, as soon as this one plays, he goes into depression, right? <laughs> And and then there's this moment in the film where he's sitting there and he's 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 having this I'm getting old and I'm an asshole moment in life. Okay, I don't know and if I've all seen this a, movie, but that's and not all of a sudden movie. he hears this song, and he he almost goes suicidal. Oh my! Because <laughs> he's like, oh no, this is because he lives off the royalties of that shitty song, and so he doesn't do anything with his life. And then also <laughs> that's the ones playing. He's like. I have no life other than I get money from this song, right? You know, so, so yeah, Christmas music, man, it's it's its own, and and, and like I don't know if you, well, you remember the well, the whole. Let's go back because you're too young to remember this, so I'm just gonna Maybe. insult you and your entire generation. Tell me, um, we are the world. Yeah. Okay, like we that, are the world. Absolute yeah. garbage, right? But yeah. well, what inspired it was a very pissed off Irishman. And his buddy Bob, uh, so, so a very pissed off Irishman named Bob, and his buddy Midge, which is actually his, his real name was Jim, but Midge is Jim backwards. He 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 watched a video about people starving in Africa, and then he decided we're gonna do this song called "Hey Midge." I want you to do this song called "Do the Know It's Christmas." Okay, so they booked the studio and they invited a bunch of people, and they were like, "I don't know who's gonna show up." <laughs> 
And you two showed up, and Sting showed up, and all these all these people showed up, and they recorded it, and they did it in 24 hours, and they released it as the Christmas single in the UK in 1984. It's called Do They Know It's Christmas, right? And that yeah. was what stirred the whole thing. And then a bunch of cheap-ass Americans and Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie, they went and they did We Are the World. And 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 Bob Geloff is like, ah, people, I have people coming up to me going, hey, we are the world. Fuck you. I wrote Do They Know It's Christmas, you know? <laughs> so, Isn't that basically what Love Actually kind of makes fun of, the movie? Love Actually. Um, Love Actually. I forget the actor's name, but he yeah. creates a, a terrible pop. Uh, oh, yes, song. yes. It's Hugh Grant's also in that movie, but I don't think his character is related to that guy. And they, my favorite detail of that whole well, story he, he, Hugh line. Grant he was the prime terrible, minister yes, in Love Actually. Yes, but yeah, that, yeah. The, the artist has a terrible like music video. You know what I mean? Like the music video is also terrible and it's just like a huge hit. So there you go. Yes. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like Hugh Grant has done a couple of those where you're like, wow, he did that seriously strange romantic comedy that was successful. <laughs> and you can't say he was, I mean, bravo to that, right? But, <laughs> but yeah, so so Bob Geloff and Midjury, they did this Do They Know It's Christmas just to raise awareness for this whole famine in Africa thing. And then it just got worse and worse and worse, that the, the situation to where they're like, we need to have this worldwide concert in London, Philadelphia, everywhere, just to raise more money. Because he said, we just kept getting more and more screwed as we kept doing this. And it just got <laughs> bigger and bigger, you know. Poor so Africa. with that. Poor Africa. Mariah Carey singing, do they know it's uh, all I want for Christmas is like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> just there have don't been some do really, that. Yeah. There have been some really good memes. Not memes. What is it? When it's like a short video, like reels, I guess. Reels, yeah. TikToks and shit. Yeah. Sure. Um, there's one that I saw during this rotation of Christmas where one of the Gilmore girls, no, no, not Gilmore. Let's go, let's go farther back. Golden girls. Well, the golden girl. Uh, she opens the door and it's Mariah Carey. It's like, ding, 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 slams the door in her face and walks away. Cause it's usually her husband's stand that she sees at the door and most of the uh -huh. golden girl scenes. And she like sees the, she sees Mariah at the door and then she slams the door in her face. It's like, that's me every time Mariah shows up. And let me tell you this, yeah. my birthday is December 12th and I have this vendetta and hostage, host, hostile and energy towards Christmas music period. I don't allow Christmas music until midnight of December 13th in my house. Can I, can I give you a high five? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes, you you and I are now best friends. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> now, I uh, I have a one and a half year old now. And so, like, Christmas is a little different, you know. I, I, I was going to say that, by the way. So, you have a one and a half year old and you're on with me at seven in the morning your time. Yeah. Thanks Con for joining me. Where are you? I'm in Salt Lake City. All right. All right. So, you're it's a little early. But you're out in California, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, so it's like 7 a.m. where you're at, and I'm thinking, wow, and she has a new, well, not newborn, but a toddler. A, one a and toddler. Mm -hmm. Yes, where where every 11 seconds is mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> well, up, up, up is her word. She's like, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. <laughs> oh, see, I have I have a 12-year-old, and my oh. I was actually in your shoes five minutes ago. But now the oldest is a senior graduating right. and the youngest is the youngest is in seventh grade. And she's also daddy, daddy, daddy. Like, yeah, like every like you could do that. You can stand up and walk well, over there and get. That. I mean, another high five back to you. You said yes to the 7 a.m. request yesterday. So I was shocked. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a 
you know, a pitch and see if he says yes. And you did. So thanks. Oh, well, hey, I've been, well, I've actually wanted to get you on for quite some time. Ever, ever since I heard this song a month and a half ago, I've been like, I wanted to get you on. But December 12th, now I'm going to say this, going back to, okay, so I, this is where it all comes full circle. You know that story? Well, your show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Shout out um, to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. People I, still I, love that show. We were I, maybe four years ago. I okay. don't remember. I, I don't watch the show because I lived it. I, <laughs> oh. But there are two that come up, one of which has a birthday of December what do you mean? 12th. Wait, your birthday is December 12th? No, no. One of my psycho ex-girlfriends. One of my crazy ex-girlfriends. Oh, yeah. one of your crazy ex-girlfriends. Well, obviously you haven't seen the show because the word crazy is a little more nuanced than that. It's the whole yeah, thing. no, no. I, I've watched enough of the show. Like, I didn't watch <laughs> any regularly. I have ADHD, so I can't watch anything. Like, I, <laughs> I managed enough. to make it through about season five of The Walking Dead. <laughs> that's enough but i can't if they're still running man they're I still know. running well but they're i'm a zombie. and then and the volume is still terrible you gotta roll you gotta turn up the volume when they're talking and then you gotta turn the volume down when they're being stalked and there's zombies yelling listen well season I, five five seasons is enough well i know i'm a zombie anthropologist i actually got published in a horror film get out of here magazine okay. when i was a senior in high school I, I i took the taxonomy of uh 13 or 15 different zombie species from from different zombie films and then wow. i laid out the taxonomy of all of these species of zombies according to the linnaeus schedule wow did you say the and i got published for this i mean when it's I was pretty slight. that's pretty slight did you say the walking dead needs to turn the volume down every time Th they this yell? was 30 years ago before even the walking <laughs> dead this is 30 so i i just remember getting published in this really bad cheap that's a, a cool film. fun fact yeah yeah and it, i had like like the species up and i'd started back with you know, Night of the Living Dead, obviously, all the way up to, and I had the Serpent of the Rainbow in there because I had to get the wow. blue species of zombie in there. Can I tell you what my uh, eighth grade science project was? Well, yeah. For, yeah. Does Miracle Grow work? Which one's Miracle Grow? Is that that like Chia Pet <laughs> stuff that will make your hair no. grow back? It's like go to Home Depot. No, yeah. yeah. Go to Home Depot and like help your plants grow food. Uh huh. <laughs> basic as basic gets. And I cannot believe I got away with it. Really? I literally took pictures of myself with a plant and water and then with a plant and miracle grow. What's the difference? That's as deep as I got. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it was not about zombies for sure. But a zombie plant, that could have been better. That would have. Well, yeah, but there is one species of zombie that is a plant species, the plant-based species. They showed it in a few episodes of that show Z Nation, but it was actually in the Donald Sutherland version of uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, that's true. Or even Audrey too. Oh my God, you got me. You yeah, just... I got you. You didn't get oh, that in there in your project, did you? I did not did get ya? that in there. Well, then maybe it would have been published twice, Jeremy. Oh, jeez. Now you got to revisit. I got to go back. Whole, I don't even know if whole... that magazine. Oh my gosh, just so everyone knows, Jeremy literally fell out of his chair. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that magazine is still in publication, man. Just knock is on it... their door. Excuse me, can I do a rewrite? Okay, when your publicist, who I love her, and I'm not going to say her name, okay, she's going to listen to this and be laughing. She's going to be like. <laughs> so now that's your 2023 goal is do an Audrey 2. Like, do an Audrey 2, right? Get published in another dive. zombie publication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, man, I can totally see where this conversation is going. Do you have ADHD, by the way? Have you taken your Adderall yet? No, I have coffee, though. That's yeah. enough. And I took the percolator coffee this morning. So I did, too. I have an Italian percolator coffee. I've been Me taking too. a sip of mine, so it's probably really old by friends. now. But Listen, you got to get the little little electrical plate. I'll send you one. It's oh, on Amazon. yeah. So in, I... and it's so inexpensive. It keeps your coffee warm. Stay, you know, you're not the microwave ten times. Well, I I got the and and I've been trying this mushroom coffee because it's got cordyceps oh. and lion's mane and all that, and what? I don't know, yeah, like to have like mushroom coffee and so I mix it with my eggnog coffee this morning and I have I mean it it actually tastes really wow. good, but I... I haven't I have not noticed anything in the mushroom coffee that makes my ADHD any better, so mm. I'm still completely off the rails at eight o'clock in the morning. Well, I can only have one cup of coffee, and other than that, I'm pretty crazy. And it's been nice to be in Los Angeles because I can get away with two cups, but in New York, I mean, the city was my coffee. It was my drug. It kept me, like, revved. <laughs> so, oh, no, I'm, I'm like, let's see, coffee. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I'm like coffee, rock stars, um, uh, you know, uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain, ooh, Mountain Dew. Mm, I used have to, all of that for the both of us. No thanks. I used to take a lot of speed because of ADHD, right? And mm-hmm. it just would, it didn't work. You know, everybody's like, you got people who take speed. I'm like, why would you do that recreationally? It just makes me feel like crap and puts me to sleep. So, um, <laughs> so. That's red wine. That's red wine for me. Wakes me up at 2 a.m. Had to get it up. That's your winner, huh? You, you oh. I can't. I can't. It wakes me up at two in the morning. At two in the morning because you got to go pee or just because, I wow, you wake up wired? The sugar levels wire me up at two o'clock and I start writing notes on things. I just start writing notes. Oh, <laughs> my wow. Phone. Like my to-do list and my grocery list. I'm like, might as well just keep going. See, oh, Twitter's no, I... dead, so I can't go on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Twitter's not dead. It's just turned into shit holistan. You, you know, know, it really I... did. Like, yeah. even like the news. Like, I, I used to like to just glance and you know, read one half quarter percentage of an article and now it won't even show you pictures. So, well, I, I got banned. My, I, I, I quit Twitter when it, when, when Elon Musk took over, but then I set up several troll accounts and then I, I got fired. I got booted from Twitter because Mm. I kept trolling Elon Musk and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sure. And I guess those are two that you can't troll. And then they're like, we think you're a fake account. We need you to give us your phone number so that you can validate. And I'm like, like no. fuck, I'm giving you no. my phone number. <laughs> you know? We're not doing that. <laughs> Here's also my blood sample. Okay. <laughs> right. No, I'm like, but I was like, I was like, I was like chilling to Elon Musk going, you're a deplorable human being. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like trashing him. I'm calling him out. Like, you're like that horrible villain in Blade Runner and the oh, my Blade God. Runner who thinks that he's so wise and technical, but he's like wiping humanity out and just, you know, that's you asshole, you know? So yeah, I got banned from Twitter on that, my troll account. So I might, I don't think I'm going reading it, you know, I'm no, not giving no. them my phone number. <laughs> Absolutely never. Let's talk about you. Yeah. Enough about Elon. Let's talk about me. God. Well, okay. So, all right. Have you done a comic con yet, by the way, because you're, no. you're going to be booked for those just Army. for, for I enough am... reasons of your Star Trek and Spider-Man stuff. I am so ready to go to comic con. I can't you are. wait. I am you're going to so let your ready. inner nerd out. Yes. Also just to, I, I mean, when crazy ex-girlfriend did live tours, Rachel Bloom took the cast out. 
literally on her own dime and just like wanted to go see the fans and do the show live for everybody and just the the engagement with the fans and how much they they love the niche piece of the world that I'm a part of which is that show and so the fact that I get to do that on a Star Trek level screw crazy x on a on a Star, <laughs> a Star Trek, Trek level. level and I'm a Vulcan on the animated series Lower Decks it's just a fucking dream come true my mom's a trekkie oh, oh all right yeah okay. we're more we're completely Star Trek people we are not Star Wars people come at me i don't care for that show whatever that world is it's so boring Star Trek is great though so i'm happy and lucky to be a part of that Mandalorian, if you want me, just, you know, give me a call. I'll, I'll show up. But it's been really fun to be, um, again, like kind of like the straight, uh, I mean, straight's kind of like an outdated term for it. Um, it's called, it, in, in Hollywood or the character, it's like straight man, but that means like the non-joker, you know, the group, the non, the yeah. least animated, the the most, you know, the stoic. The stoic. And the Valencia was kind of like that in Crazy X. So it's kind of my, it's like my thing. Valencia um, was not the stoic. Well, yeah, okay. Well, in comparison, yeah. okay, yeah, all right. I'll give you. In comparison that. to even Donna Lynn's character, Paula, who you know, who's who's uh, the best friend of Rachel, and a lot of the like Pete Gardner's role was just so bubbly and stuff. So I got to be the the other dynamic of the group, and so for Talyn, who's the Vulcan, I mean that that begs for it, and working with Mike McMahon and and you know really developing her. I can't wait for the trek world to see the next season coming up parking you in as a stoic yes that uh i mean it, i i just knew when it came to like animation voiceover work i've been close to some ais or computer voices you know just more of a a formal attempt approach of my voice that i was able to add comedy to that and then just of course watch tons of spock stuff to the point where we found to together and it was great so comic-con let's go i'm ready Get my flight. <laughs> so I work the comic cons in Salt Lake. Fun. I end Is up. Usually, I usually end up shooting them and and whatnot. I do concert photography and hey, can you come and photograph? Can you just get the celebrities and backstage moments and shit? And I, and I do that. And and like I I've met some wonderful people at Comic Con that I will tell you their names that are wonderful people. Um, like. Mark Hamill was amazing, and he yeah. he was just too busy to say hi to anybody, you know, <laughs> just because it was his first one that he ever did here in Salt Lake. I did Chuck Norris, where I photographed Chuck Norris, and I I he caught the light from the flash and then turned it around and threw it back at me. Oh, adorable! Yeah, no, I survived the ordeal photographing Chuck Norris. Um, <laughs> Dave Ramsey from that guy uh, Arrow, yeah, you know. The black guy, right? He was hilarious because he's like, he's walking around back there. He's like, yeah, that's the charmed life. You know, you get to see the ballroom of every, you get to see the kitchen of every fantastic ballroom yeah. in the country here at Comic-Con. You know, dreams, dreams. Walking realize. through the kitchen, right? You know, like, like Looking what? Looking for a role. Right. What, what, what people don't see before you walk to the stage. Yeah, you're walking through oh, the yeah. kitchen and you're doing all that. Right. So, um, but when, when you come to the Salt Lake Comic-Con, you know, we'll, oh. we'll we will meet up, and I will grab that flash for you. You'll get you. Yes, is the you gotta be all stoic. No, I I met some neat people at Comic Con that, that were great people. 
Um, I met Meatloaf when he was alive. I met Tim Curry mm-hmm. and Barry Boswick from Rocky Horror. Meatloaf, Tim Curry, all the same. That was cool. Uh, there were some great people there. And I won't tell you who the absolute biggest pricks were. But yeah, there was one. Ruiz. What's that? Gabrielle Ruiz. No, well, I don't know. I'm kidding. I've never been there. (laughs) Um, There was one. He was on that show Lost, and he's been on a bunch of other shows about. Good for him. I think one was about vampires. And that guy was a prick backstage. He was the biggest prick backstage, and everyone was like, get him out of here. Get him Um, out of here. (laughs) I'm not saying. I didn't say his name. So Get him out of here, though. I love that. Oh, they were like, like he, he pulled a tantrum and sit backstage and, and there was another group supposed to be on. He pulled a tantrum backstage and then he came on 45 minutes late. So this other panel supposed to happen, never happened. What an eye roll. Yeah. It's not that deep, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, here it is. Are you typing his name? (laughs) You see it, right? Don't say it. So Barbara Walters. Oh, too soon. So, but you see the guy's name, right? I see their name, yes. Okay, so, um, and, and they're like, he will never be brought back, man. And they said he'd been notorious at other comic cons for pulling the same shit, so. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just too deep. You're there to have fun, cheer on. And if you don't want to be there, don't be there. Get oh, well, the, oh the, the worst, okay, when Carrie Elwes came from The Princess Bride, okay, wow. and yeah. I had three, my, this was several, so my daughters were much younger, okay, and they, and and he was just as charming up there as he was when he was Wesley. And so when my daughters got to meet him, it was like, it was chaos. It oh, was wow. absolute, And he was so charming to them and so <laughs> sweet to my daughter. And I was like, dude, just calm down. He's like, oh, but they're here and they're so happy to see him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it just... was it was a great moment. But he, like, I was like, dude, you you can calm that down just a little bit. Because my no, girls were, him. they that's were squealing. He, that, was him and, that was him in the screen test. They I mean, were, that, that, my, that's how we booked it. My daughters were squealing. Yeah. They thought it was so neat that they were meeting Wesley from Princess Bride. So. Well, I mean, when when that person evokes and just is the aura of the character that you fall in love with, it's just wonderful how it actually turns out. Wait, was he your teenage girl man crush, Carrie Elwish? Harry Connick Jr. still is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, squeal central for me. I mean, I just used to like, and also he's a jazz singer, you know, the big band, like, what's his name, Buble? I refuse. I am literally a Harry Connick Jr. purist. And that's because he's not even the most OG of jazz. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but in my world, he is everything. And like, I know, I know some people in my generation of Broadway that have worked with him. And I was like, and I've always said this, I was like, I, I think I wouldn't be able to take it working with him if, if you got to ever meet him or work with him i mean both did, did you see that movie p.s i love you no oh god you gotta see that <laughs> so he he plays off of uh th- there was gerard butler jerry butler right mm-hmm. and um Jared. hillary swank hill yeah she's great and and he plays you. this complete jackass with tourette syndrome oh my gosh no never seen this before and he says some of the most awesome things ever <laughs> that you couldn't say if it like your show crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> if it was any other situation 
his right. character is well he has Tourette, so he can get away with saying those horrible things right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right those mm-hmm. things that are just so insensitive and politically incorrect he says them and you're like okay that's pretty funny right <laughs> <laughs> no i just watch hope floats over and over in my head did i see that hope here. floats i don't know so it's sandra bullock She gets divorced. She gets humiliated like on a talk show and then she goes back home with her little girl and you know, it's the whole like, it's, it's like every holiday movie, but not where she goes back home and it's a smaller town and then she falls in love. And so it was like a step. It was like a real budget uh, Hallmark movie. Oh, it's great. I love that movie. Okay. Like a taxidermist. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) So romantic. Okay, well, see, this, here in Utah, because we're a non-union state, they film all the uh, Hallmark movies here. Yes, I know this. I can't wait to book one. So already. first flake of snow, all these people that I used to act with, they all get in. They're all like, you know, they're all showing up in all these shows. Like In July. Yeah, in July. You know, like the the, the guy who runs the fake snow machine, he's like, yeah, turn that shit out. He's you like, know? this but, is my life. So he was like, I work two months out of the year. But There's that Lindsay stuff. Lohan, Jack Wagner one. I am so excited you brought that up because I tried watching it and I couldn't get can, through it. Can I have a hug? Oh, can I have a hug? Can I have a God. hug? I'm like, you know, I'm totally of the Lindsay Lohan renaissance. Yes, high five. I'm totally into like supporting the Lohan renaissance that's happening right now. But it's just like, I can't. <laughs> well, I, I'm sitting there waiting for Jack Wagner it. to start singing. Where the man says it's going to be hot tonight. You know, <laughs> Like, can we fast forward to that? Where's that? That was his Remember single in DVD from DVD where you used to push to chapters. Yeah, <laughs> Go to that but, chapter. But that was his single from '86. Like that, and all I need were the only two songs Jack Wagner ever had, and I have one of them on seven inch behind that flag. By the way, amazing. I, I know. I'm well. I have three thousand pieces of vinyl behind that flag. So, um, but that. The, the 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 notes on that movie were awesome. Okay, you're gonna come and live in Utah and do a whole shit ton of bad I Christmas can't wait. Hallmark I, I'm Christmas. I'm ready. Movie. I am ready. Also, but Utah the line on that was Lindsay Lohan's disastrous Christmas movie <laughs> is a complete failure, but it has so much more to offer, or something yes. like that, right? And I remember watching a few minutes of that I'm like, okay, yep, that was filmed there. That was filmed there. That was because I, yes. I know that you know. And I'm like looking for people that I knew that were in it. And they were like, um, I, I don't want that one on my resume. I'm never going to put that. Oh, on my really? Oh, yeah. They're like pulling that shit off IMDB. They're taking their names out. You oh know? man. But it's, you know, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to be a part of the Christmas holiday, especially when it comes to streaming service where it's endless and boundless and hourless, lean into it. I think just you sign the contract, just do it and enjoy it. And it's good. You know, it's almost like, there's some parts of like makeup fashion right now where I don't understand that's just too much. And then the streaming service holiday thing is the same. I compare it to like eighties fashion. It's just too much. It's hey, back off. Cause cool. I am a child of the, I grew up in the eighties fashion where pegged pants. It's just and, so much. And Depeche mode and, and the Bono mullet. Okay. That you was know, cause there's, I... yeah. And there's girls now like, and I'm 38, I guess I'm getting old. Jeremy. Where like the 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 fake eyelash thing, like the permanent eyelash thing, right now, I'm like, are we going back to like, you're gonna look at these photos, these 20 year olds are gonna look at these photos, like when they're 15, and be like, what was I thinking? And that's how I feel about some holiday stuff where people are like, what was I thinking? But if you're gonna do it, enjoy it. <laughs> Leave it on your IMDb. I my my whole husband's family, like they will sit down and watch a holiday movie for the holidays. They're in Pennsylvania, where uh-huh. 
Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. Like they got their own lyric, okay? Yeah. For the Christmas holiday season. They watch holiday movies all day, every day, starting like maybe in July. So they are those people. And I think it's delightful. If that's your group, if that's your style, go if for it. It's just vibe, not mine. Yeah, I can't no. do it. <laughs> yeah. So is that why you moved to LA then to get away? No, then? I think honestly, I hate Christmas. <laughs> I do too. I... Because I've worked Christmas for so long. Like as first a dancer in college, we had a Christmas show. We started those rehearsals in August, you know, you, if you're working in Times Square on Broadway, that is the worst time of the year because it's crowded, but then the producers want you to do like 16 shows in a row and union-wise, it's somehow legal to do that and everyone's getting sick. The Petri dish of illnesses are flowing through the cast and the crew and everyone's just getting through. And I just remember thinking, I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, there's a Thanksgiving day parade. They rehearse at 3 a.m. Like it just kind of just makes it work. You know, like you don't want to work Christmas. Yeah, well, because I don't New York Christmas. knows how to put on a fucking production and you just and, definitely get tossed into that machine. Yeah. Well, and I chose to. I uh-huh. did. And I loved it. And then I didn't. And so that's why I stayed in L.A. because in Hollywood, they give you free food all the time. And if you have a headache, a medic like runs up to you and like, are you OK? Do you want to write this down and file it away? I'm like, no, I just need some ibuprofen. Thank you. See, actually, I heard it funny, completely off the record. Um. Uh, I heard a story about, you know, like, you know, all the horrible rumors about Tom Hanks being such a nice guy, you know, um, mm. one of which yep. was Tom Hanks once said on he heard someone say, oh, man, I've got a headache. And then as they broke for lunch, there's Tom Hanks knocking on her door saying, here, here's some aspirin. I hope you're or here's better. here's a book for Scientology. I've heard that. No, no, it's just Tom Hanks. Not Tom oh, Tom Chris. Hanks. Not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ooh, that was a big Freudian slip there, wasn't it? Ooh. I'm thinking all because I've heard Tom Cruise is very nice too. Until he but, like has until he has like a Scientology tent nearby. He's like, yeah. hey, you have a headache, come this way. Yeah, no, it was like Tom Hanks, hi, here's here's some uh here's some aspirin. I I heard you mention you had a headache and I hope you're feeling better. Like people like like there are a thousand stories of that about Tom Hanks out there. They say he's like uh, he's so, so, nice. so when they cast him for Mr. Rogers, they were like, yeah, he's kind of that guy, you know. They, did you they, watch that? Did I couldn't. I, I, did. Did, I didn't. I didn't want I did, to. I did. Well, I, oh, I watched it because um, in, in junior high, uh, I had a teacher who whose cousin was Fred Rogers. Cool. And he said, believe it or not, Fred Rogers is exactly that guy. He said yeah. he's he's sickeningly that sweet. He's that mm-hmm. he is. There's there's nothing fake about Fred Rogers. No, it's like everything about it. He's, it's real, which it's like, believe me, it gets annoying at family reunions because we're like, come on, <laughs> you know, but he, I roll, he told, I roll. Yeah, it's like, no, but it, no. <laughs> so as, as we're, we're making fun of everything else in the Christmas world, let's talk about. Wait, wait, before we move on, why hasn't yeah. Tom Cruise done a holiday movie? <laughs> He, oh, wait, no. Well, John Travolta did a, a holiday movie for the Scientologist called ba- uh, Babylon Earth or something like that. Remember? Like, um, I digress. Oh, I gosh. No, we, we, if we wanted to go. In there. Yeah, hail Xenu, and they'll be knocking on our doors in 10 minutes, right? Um, They're listening right now. So, all right, I I just laughed. Okay, so when I I I read your your little dossier sheet that they're throwing in front of me, sure, and I was I'm like, so happy someone else wrote it, not me. <laughs> what I did, was what did it say? 
<laughs> well, I mean, some of those things. Okay, crazy ex-girlfriend. Now she's yeah. doing comic con. Well, she's not. She's you're you're going to be doing comic con soon, just because of of Spider Man and all that, right? Yeah. And of Star Trek. But by the way, I'm I'm going to just take out the the massive sledgehammer and crush everything you just said. The greatest science fiction ever written is Dune. Oh. That is a proven scientific fact. Now we will move on. So, okay. um, I'll let you have it. Go ahead. It's your show. So when I was listening, I was like, okay. And then they said, we can send you a private link to, to hear the song. Right. Sure. And so I listened to the song. I was like, that's great. <laughs> now I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the guy who wants to go and dig a little bit more. Dig in. So I found the video for it. Oh, good. Was it on my YouTube? It was on your YouTube. You're welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I love Jeremy. doing when whenever I interview somebody, I do the deep dive, and the, the it was a wonderful song, but the video to it was actually. Go ahead. Cool. Go, Go ahead. Inspirational. I can take it. Unchristmas like and yep. very real, very authentic. Well, that's exactly the only time we had for to make <laughs> real, so, not Christmassy, and with literally 24 hours worth of conversation. And let's wake up at 5 a.m. and see what sun, what sunrise we can get. You filmed it in your in the street in front of your house. Literally in the corner. Yes. I was like, this is the most real, unchristmas like still holding to the right feeling point. Oh, thanks. Of it Thank all. You. And that was where I want to give you a high five and give you a hug and say, Aww. you rocked it. You win it this year. I mean, I was even I was even wearing flats because I sprained my ankle in September. And I was looking. I was like, what should I wear? I mean, usually I'll wear a heel for a longer leg look. You know what I mean, Jeremy. And right. I say that. And I was like, I can't even like raise into my heels. I can't raise my heels right now because I'm still recovering from a sprained ankle. And it's like, you know what? Whatever. Got a white blouse. Put some makeup on a friend who just moved, who's a fantastic, like, DP director. He's got a camera. He had a 4K camera, right? Hey, you got a 4K camera. We can do this. This is totally (laughs) DIY. Why not? It's it was a total DIY, and we definitely did. I'm so glad you you mentioned that we leaned into the non-Christmas thing because or the non-like holiday light thing merely because it was November 10th or 12th and there was no light up or tree up. And I decided to lean into the lyric. I'm learning to live in the light. Right now. Okay. So your vocals on that were so, and I'm just, I'm just gonna say, look, I'm not trashing on your other work. Okay. I want to hear this though. Go. Your vocals on that were probably, that was probably the best I've ever heard you sing. Thanks. I really took time discovering that voice. Because it was so different from your Broadway. A hundred percent. I, Jeremy, on my Patreon that doesn't exist, I'm going to put up a the musical theater five keys higher version of that song (laughs) that I actually recorded. (laughs) Charlie Malcolm wrote the music and lyrics from a poem inspired by our mutual friend Chen Sing Tao. Mm-hmm. Called twinkle, yeah, twinkle. Gonna, yeah, okay. So you just makes my job easier when you throw all the when when you answer the questions ahead of time. Okay. Well, well, ahead. let me just tell you the reason I say this is because Charlie and I, like in October, I remember we we got my family and I got dressed up for like a Halloween party that we were a day too early for. It was already a rough day. 
<laughs> it was like full on Flintstone family and the party's tomorrow. And so I was like, you know what, Charlie, I'm coming in early. Let's try to record the song. And I was like, Messiah! Like, I, and I remember just, it was so laborious and just so much work. And it was the first time I was trying it because he had written the song for quite a, quite a while now. And uh, we listened to it and he was like, it sounds great. I'm like, it sounds so hard. Like who wants to listen? Who wants to be like needing a glass of water after after listening to this song? I cannot. I was like, you can't do musical theater Broadway version of the song. We got to make it more mainstream and also more Charlie style, which is what it ended up being. Well, it was just, it just felt very real. Thanks. And that was one that I could say, okay, Mariah Carey, yeah, this is what this is what we we listen to Christmas pop for is this one over here. Mariah Carey, I know you'll never need to work another day in your life because that <laughs> song makes you ten million a year, but so much this, money. That was actually really great. And thank it, you. It, and it, like I knew I could do the Adina Menzel album version of Twinkle Twinkle. Because uh, she can wail her face off, and I've worked with her, and she's a mechanical like beast. You know, she could just do that, and and I was trying to go there because I can vocally. But I sent Charlie maybe eight to ten variations of a Macy Gray version of Twinkle Twinkle, a Britney Spears vocal impression of Twinkle Twinkle, a share version of Twinkle Twinkle. Okay, I want to hear Moore that. Version of that Twinkle one, Twinkle. I can. Give me that. Yes. Give okay, me I'll do. Let version. me let me do a. You want you want share or you want Britney? I want the share version. Like, okay, so. Well, like okay, so the, the, you there want was... to sing it for you right now? Let me just do it. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. It's not Let's a performance, see. Mike, but do it. Go ahead. Sure. Well, I have to sing a little bit of her Believe a little bit. Do you believe? So it would be like, twinkle, twinkle, the city lights. You know what I mean? Like, oh. And so <laughs> I had to like find, sh <laughs> I had to find the shapes of my head and my tongue and my mouth and like, you know, because I'm like, listen, if Ariana Grande, if you have no idea what Ariana Grande is saying in any of her songs. She just does these things like this. And I'm like, if she can do that, I can do that. And I just got to find my ver my version of that. And I think we found it. Okay. Uh, now, first of all, all right. Um, I have a share concert t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I wear it to, to, to see gay bands in concert. So I don't stand out so much. Cause if you can't <laughs> tell I'm the straightest guy you've ever seen, right? I'm, I'm embarrassingly straight. Okay. <laughs> So I wear a share t-shirt to not look so straight sometimes. Okay. Um, but Cher did a cover of this song called um, Love is the Groove by Betsy Cook. All right. That she did this song back in like 1990. Mm -hmm. And it's this very wonderful, like, check it out. Love is the Groove by Betsy Cook. She was a mm. backup vocalist for Paul Young. I and mean, this is going back 40 Whoa. years. Now, like, you know, but Betsy Cook's amazing, but she did this song, Love is the Groove. And I remember I I, I was just back in the Napster days and I typed in Love Napster. is the Groove to, to find a Betsy Cook or extended dance remix of this song. And all of a sudden, share Love is the Groove, Betsy Cook cover. I'm like, no play. way, right? <laughs> Press play. That's exactly what you said. In the East and in the West, every bird. I was like, Wow! <laughs> Just pull out share. She knows it. She knows it. Oh, get so now there. I I so want your share version. I Thank want you. that. Yes, share is definitely my go-to karaoke. And so I was like, 
let's find shapes and what we like. And I even sent Charlie like how Charlie sings his version. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'll be also on my uh Patreon that doesn't exist. You are you are a far more funny person than than your publicist had suggested she <laughs> would be. Like, wow, you're <laughs> Thank you. And I even I even brushed my hair for you. So uh, I I didn't. Um <laughs> <laughs> So you did this song and you filmed it out in front of your of your my front yard. In the front yard, right. And I could I was like that told the entire story right there, but it was so moving to me because it wasn't Mariah Carey all along for Christmas. It wasn't like I can't listen to Oh my god, no. Rocking around the Christmas tree, you know, and like my daughters, they play like we like they'll they'll put that on the the playlist whenever we're driving like turn on the ox i'm like i can't listen to that yeah again, you this know? is how i die today and um i i it, this goes back to probably like all right when when i was on i, I used to be ultra mormon yes I and remember. i went on my lds mission to hamburg germany you know, white shirts, knocking on doors, bicycles. You know who we are. We've seen them. Mm-hmm. You're in Texas. You've seen us everywhere. Adorable. And I was in Germany. And, and the rules for, for music were you couldn't listen to anything that was, that had to be classical, 100 years old, or in the hymn book. Yep. Mm-hmm. And me being a music junkie with several thousand pieces of vinyl records and CDs, that was that was a dry desert torture experience for me <laughs> trying to keep those rules. And then Christmas comes around and they said, and then Christmas, you can listen to any Christmas themed music, right? Like, like nativity, any Christmas themed music. Oh, so, so Santa's okay. And Rangers are okay. So people are busting out a very special Christmas. If you remember that with, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all these other, and, and it was there that I realized Singing Brian Adams singing "Run Rudolph Run" is sh- not anything enhancing to the idea of the Christmas spirit. <laughs> and then, even worse, Grandma got run over by a reindeer yeah, and all that's... that shit, right? And yeah. and so I I just had to end up putting like because now with Spotify they just throw all that. It's the most wonderful time of the jingle bell, jingle bell. Your grandma got run over by. All in the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Same. So I can I can honestly say, like, I, I put together my Christmas sucks um, list. list, which has got um, "There Ain't No Sanity Clause" by The Damned. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, great number. Um, there, there are all these like, and, and there's a guy named Nick Vivid up in New York. He's he's this like falsetto jazz blues hip-hop singer he's great nick vivid and he did a song called christmas alone which is like (laughs) if we could just make it till the day after christmas you know and there's all these like christmas suck songs that i was like ah what a relief yeah and so i would play those um because let's face it you can't listen there's nothing that's going to make you think about jesus and the message of christ and even if i do believe it anymore then that Little drummer boy, okay, right? <laughs> Peace on earth. Have you heard that duo? Oh, no, the, okay. Now, the Bowie version is the only the one Bowie that they version. get away with it because it's David Bowie, you know, because it was David Bowie. That one, I but everything else, <laughs> and there's all this just 
I can't do rocking around the Christmas tree. It's the most yeah. wonderful time of the year. And oh, baby, it's cold outside. That's like really rapey. Fuck you, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. You know, it's and exhausting. so I just don't. I and I can't do it like the normal. So when yours came in, what a month and a, I, I don't know when I heard this a month and a half ago, right? That's and then I got there. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> um. I felt like it was uh, a reasonable, beautifully written pop song about the idea of Christmas and, and that. Mm. But there's a song, like, there's a band called Deacon Blue out of Glasgow, and they're they're amazing. And they did, a, they, they did two songs, one called Christmas in Glasgow, which is beautiful, mm. that, was, that would have fit right next to yours. They did another one called Bethlehem's Gate. Hmm. And Bedlam's Gate will make me cry listening to it. I can hear it in your voice right now. What it, it means to you? Oh, Bethlam's Gate. Yeah. So, like, you got to check out these these two songs, especially. But yours, I would stack between those two. Slay. And just go, wow. You Honor. know. And then there's another one by my friend Kathy Fisher. She, it was called Christmas Face. God, this song's like 25 years old. Christmas Face. Christmas Face. Interesting. And it it's just Good about. Time. Um, it, it's just a, a letter. It's dear mom, sorry I won't be there this time at Christmas. You know, oh boy, Merry Christmas, oh. Merry Christmas. It doesn't feel the same, but it feels like California is a million miles away. You know, Ugh, we almost didn't make it to Virginia for Christmas, so that was my story. Maybe December twenty first. <laughs> okay, so like, they, they, see, but you, so I, 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 if I was to collect a bunch of real songs. Hmm. About Christmas that actually made me feel these feelings that would be anything but all I want for Christmas. And maybe I don't believe in God anymore, but I still believe in that Jesus was a good guy or or whatever. But peace on earth. Be good to your fellow man. Yeah. Still putting life in question. You know, with Ricky Ross did with Deacon Blue. And and those are, oh, and then, but Lamal, you know, the guy who sang Never Ending Story, because you're going to be doing comic cons with him. The Never the Ending Story? Yeah. Wow. He, he, he did a song, well, you know, you know the song Never Ending Story, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no. yeah. So I know that guy. Okay, he's great. He, I know that guy. Oh, my he, he did a song called uh, London for Christmas. that was very similar about around just I'm wandering around. I'm wanting to feel these feelings. Is there a peace in this experience here? Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, he did. So there are all these songs out there that I put on my playlist because all I want for Christmas is to never hear that song by Mariah Carey again. You know, <laughs> just block out it with other noise. With, but I, I, so I took that song and I put it up there and, and I hope you get Mondo future streams and love from that song Thank that you. you did. I hope that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it was, it was a very touching piece and oh, uh, of all you. the things I was like, she could do that. And it was a beautiful song. It was very well done. And I felt something in that. It really did reach me. Oh, thank you. It was definitely a work in collaboration for many, many years. We had been, Charlie and I had been talking about doing it. I purchased the poems. There's, there's multiple poems for my friend Chen Sang. And I told Chen, I was like, we've got to make some music out of this. And we finally did it. We got our shit together. And we finally did one single. 
and 2023, look out. I want to make it at least a five song album. Is that is that okay? It could be an album if it's five songs. There's maybe more. It'd be an know. EP. I want to do an EP for 2023. See that rhymed. And so it's it's gonna be lovely because Chen has some other beautiful poems that are just original. Not I just Christmas original. themed, but just just regular. Because if if you deliver like you did there, I'm 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 gonna want a vinyl copy of it and uh, signed. Because that was that was actually I was like wow she wins because like I knew you from Girls Got to Stick Together all those that have popped up <laughs> on the right which were great I'm I'm not okay but. I was like, wow, no, this is this is serious and this is from the woman's heart and this is Thanks. actually a very well, good piece. So. What Rachel Bloom and um Jack Dolgen and Adam Schlesinger, may he rest in peace, uh did with Crazy Ex Girlfriend when it, from the music side, it was all original, even though they were parodies and they sounded like something that you might know or was like a joke on a song that you might recognize. I was just hitting a ceiling in my Broadway career of wanting to do something original, a great first replacement with Broadway shows that I've done, you know, did original, you know, did a uh, revival of a chorus line and I was ready to do original work. So I had that fill with crazy X and I just wanted to continue doing that with my own work. And that's what twinkle twinkle is. It's original. It's not trying to, you know, shove its way into the front line of listen to me, listen to me. You know, I'm loud and there's tons of sleigh bells going around in the song, but it was just mainstream and it fills into the songs. If you like this style, it like like it falls into that Spotify list that you've made. Well, for for the guy who's walking the the atheist path, but, uh, you know, that Jesus was a great guy Mm -hmm. position that I hold, you know, like that part like is that was what really held me. Okay. And, and I appreciate that. Like, okay, I, like I, I went to divinity school. I was going to be a religion professor. Mm-hmm. I went to Harvard to study religion. Yeah, I mean, we had, my husband and I had, 2022 was a hard year for us spiritually too. I mean, we don't have a church right now. Still, it's been a year. And um, I produced Christmas concerts, all of my Los Angeles, you know, experience here. And we didn't get to do that this year. And this was a beautiful, like, peaceful ending of that chapter to keep going in our lives with our spirituality whatever that ends up being in 2023 yeah well congratulations on that but like what i what i felt was the feeling of the song and then the quiet afterwards that i was able to just kind of Uh, you get it just because like all i want for christmas when it's over like (laughs) again glad that's over this was so like, <laughs> this was like, wow, I can, and, and I just thought, you know? Yeah. And, and it was I, an offensive I, moment. I watched it again and again, and I was like, very simple, but very powerful. And then I wrote back, I said, um, I'll talk to her about this, but I do hope she's going to be able to be funny about things. Oh yeah. You got that. You <laughs> no <know>? worries. <laughs> I got you with that Audrey too. That's when you knew. Oh, you hit me. That one was pretty good, man. You right out the gate. You're, you're making fun of the wannabe zombie anthropologist. The, you know. <laughs> Feed um, me Seymour. An essay. Well, but like the, the, the lines that you gave, right. And it was, um, I mean, okay, you had the cello in there, and, and it was just your the voice. Only, not the tr- only live instrument. Everything else is MIDI. But you weren't trying to be 
pushing the like like hi i'm going old school you could have stacked that next to allison moyer singing the coventry carol you know mm. i don't know if you know who allison moyer is but if you don't i'm just gonna write you off right you're now you're gonna gate all of our relationship you're you like, do over. need to know who allison moyer at is. 57 minutes of this recording you're like don't don't ever talk to me again yes allison moyer okay moyer. allison moyer and the coventry carol have you ever heard of the band yaz or yazoo no the 80s that looking from the window above it's like the story of love oh yeah 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 yeah. okay well okay i know that you're like you were born 10 years later so you missed all 84 that it's wonderful fine. 80s music because that song is older than you but <laughs> allison moyer you got to get into allison moyer because when you oh. do you'll go oh i get it i get it yeah well i'm glad you get it so honestly, I I wish the title was different. That's the only thing about my song. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Well, yeah, I was like, now what was that about? Like, okay, twinkle, twinkle, I mean, play. it's the title of the poem, and it's it's the it's so much there. I remember when Chen recited this at a concert that I produced, and I was like, twinkle, twinkle, it's just so um tinny, you know, like a like percussion-y, you know, it, it makes sense when you say it, you can hear the phonetic, um, the onomatopoeia of it. And I, for, and everything else has so much depth to it. And when it comes to twinkling lights or twinkling stars, it's so sweet. And, and so you're expecting airy. to hear a ting. Yeah. And so um, we just, we just couldn't change that. We couldn't change how much twinkle twinkle is said in the poem as much as written and then sung. The star that hangs above your head, the star that hangs above Bethlehem beckons us from far off lands. I'm learning to live in the light. Yeah. Now, as the atheist or the agnostic, the, I, it, it, that's one of those moments I'm still trying to hold on to. One of those well, fields. learning. We're always learning, I yeah, think. Yeah. But again, when, when you leave a high demand religion like Mormonism, yes. you, you, you kind of have to throw all of it out. No, all of it. Totally. And that's that's kind of where I'm like, but I still <laughs> hold to those things that aren't necessarily Mormon specific, but that but a greater was... but a greater self, you know. I think that that's what the song is implying. And like even like the video, there isn't so much just Christmas, there's not a tree. It's it's about the light. It's that that's what we're supposed to be. That is what we're focusing on. But there are those cedar shrubs in the background that you were dancing in front of. <laughs> I had to do something for 4 minutes. <laughs> Now, also, Jeremy, I'm a dance performance man. I know, I, I, I know. You were so let's Broadway. do a few you... around, you know, a little pot of duh here, all by myself. And I was like, why not? Let's just dance. And I didn't think with a sprained um, ankle. And uh... I, know. I didn't think Fernando was gonna grab that much of my legs <laughs> in some of those shots. And I was like, whatever. I mean, the fact that he edited it and did it within three days, I was so grateful. So many people came through. Well, you again. I think that it's like. This is the Christmas unplugged, literally. Like, <laughs> we, we unplugged from the goddamn Christmas machine. And we're just here. Yeah. You know, like, well, I'm going to take this back to, like, because, like, I, go, I, I went to divinity school and everyone said, so what did you learn there? I said, the message of Jesus is thou shalt not be a dick. Yes, pretty much. That's it. I don't care about <laughs> he goes and dies on the cross for you or this or that or Multiplies how Jesus. Right. <laughs> uh, those were all great things. 
But all these things that you write into how Jesus thinks you need to live and that your sideburns are too fucking long or whatever, because in Mormonism, they get bent out of shape if your sideburns are, you know, and I'm, I'm like, if that's where you no, you can. No, no, no. Jesus said, don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Learn to live in the light and don't be a dick. Learn to live in the light and don't be a dick. And um, <laughs> that's 2023 resolution right there. For thou me. shalt not be a dick. <laughs> and so that was, again, I was like, I, I really wanted to just talk to you about that. I wanted to just say, hey, you know, because your character on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and where you've been and, okay, because you're not that mean person, although I'm sure sometimes you really did enjoy saying some of those vicious oh, lines. Oh, it's so fun to be the villain. I loved it. I you it were not that, you're not that person, but you, you know, yeah, you were a dick and you did it really well. Thank you. Thank you. It came it came easy to me, I have to say. Some of those lines I I I was okay, so okay, let, let's back up. You play Valencia. Uh-huh. This overly vindictive, but we're not quite sure where she's coming from half the time. Sort of insecure, <laughs> but insecure. stay the hell out of her way. Yoga instructor. Which yeah, that part was funny because the, the the yogi is usually you know the, the irony. Yeah, and I was like, oh my, I mean there were some other things there, but you also you got to like I think that they created your character as the yogi to be that whatever pinnacle of spiritual guidance or whatever, so that you could get away with saying half the the racy things that you said on that show. Oh yeah, no, no I was she's... I was like. Any other show, if she busts out in musical and says that, they would be chasing you down with pitchforks. Oh no! Honestly, but... there there were some moments on on set when it was at Friendtopia where one of the lyrics is, um, "We're gonna braid each other's hair and put them into, we're gonna uh, make them into rope and hang all of Congress." And I was like, "What are we singing about? Are we gonna get sued?" And I'm like. Jack, I pulled Jack aside. I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? And why is this funny? Because it is funny. <laughs> well, I just remember thinking at the beginning of it, like even Women Gotta Stick Together was more of a of a villainous, uh, immor- uh, poor, unfortunate souls from like Little Mermaid. What's her name? Ursula. Ursula you know, it was more yes. of an Earth style. And Rachel was like, no, we got to make it, you know, we got to. This Spin girl smells like sausage, but that's okay. You know, I mean, there was some. <laughs> and Adam made that song, like he created that song in 24 hours. And I remember Catherine Burns, our choreographer, while I was lip syncing the song, the day after I recorded it, she was like yelling out the lyrics because I didn't know them by by any memory or much less heart. And she was like, so let's all spread this message. Caitlin spreads disease. <laughs> yes, that was one of the lines I was going to quote. Let's all spread this message because Caitlin like spreads Caitlin disease. disease. Like Caitlin spreads disease. Faster. Like, uh, wait, like wait, hold on. What was the knees. other one? Like the girl with the blotchy face. She banged her best friend's boyfriend in the sushi. Yes. <laughs> yes, and the girl that needs to pluck her eyebrows is actually Darcy Carden from um, the new. Well, she's she was in the Good Place. She, and then she's also in that new uh, League of Their Own uh, show. So there was that making, making like a behind the scenes moment. But then <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna say like when when you the, the and I'm not gonna say the line. You could say it if you want about mm-hmm. what you can do as a yoga instructor. Oh right, right. There's a, there's a 
there's that our teen version and there's like a R version. The, the rate R version. And I'm like, I had this on Spotify. I just, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back and listen to some of this. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Whoa. Did I miss that? Um, <laughs> the explicit version. Oh my uh, God. Like how, well, first of all, how could you have done that one straight faced? Okay. You just do. You just do, you know, and you do it for Rachel Bloom. I mean, when you when you humor. when you practice enough that you can say that it's just straight faced, obviously. <laughs> well, and Rachel, she wanted to have the Bollywood style of it too, because that was the the style of the song, and oh she would gosh. sing it to me all that. She was just singing it to me all the time, like, um, off, like off camera. She's like, sing it like this, sing it like this. <laughs> okay, this is my world. Because, like, I mean, I've met so many comedians who they they said no, we had to just practice that so many times so it wasn't funny. <laughs> So we didn't laugh. And I was like, but how could you say that still? And you did. Talent, Jeremy. It's just oh, talent. Okay. Yes, you got talent. There were talent. certain moments. There were certain moments um, on Well, there was so set. much cringeworthy. Oh, you yeah. would say things. That I was like, okay. I mean, that X-rated line right there was, was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. I mean, <laughs> that was enough right there. But then... Everything else that gets piled on top that you guys got away with. The stuff like, that we got away with. You guys, I, okay, now there was the there was a joke in, in the Navy that the, the guys in Naval Academy, they have what's called the anchor man. And that's the guy who can get the lowest possible GPA at the Naval Academy <laughs> and still graduate. And at the beginning of the year, everybody drops in like a hundred bucks or something or, or whatever, right? For the anchor man, so everyone's aspiring to these high grades and high marks and everything. But the anchor man, he wants to get as low a score as he possibly can because he wins the pot at the end of the year. Wow! If he can get the lowest GPA and still graduate from the Navy Academy, right? Wow! I did not know this. You guys are the anchor man. <laughs> yeah, we did not. Also, we did not get invited to Comic Con ever, but we made we had our own show across the street in San Diego. <laughs> but you guys had the lowest ratings and kept getting renewed. <laughs> I was like, you're the anchor man. But I mean, <laughs> Rolling funny. Stone just put us on their top list of best shows ever. So I'll take it. I was, I mean, I was like reading, cause I remember when it first started happening and I was like, I don't need to watch that. Cause I lived it. No, I had plenty of psycho ex-girlfriends. I don't need, <laughs> and then certain things would pop up and people send me memes and go, Hey, remember her? Yeah. I get, you know, cause there were a lot of elements in that show that I actually, you know, and I was like, oh, God, yeah, geez, that was terrible, man. I remember that. And I I remember one time I had such a bad experience with my one girlfriend. At the time, I called him up, an old roommate, and I said, dude, just slam my dick in the door. I'm going to drive there. I need you to slam my dick in the door. <laughs> just end it already. And so there was one of those moments on your show. And these guys, like, I had friends who would poke fun at me about this. Like, I used to date a lot of psycho girls. And so that was where... I was like, I can't start watching this show because it's going to be one of those things that I just like, okay, I lived it fine. You know, why do I need to relive it? But there were some of those moments that were so great that I you saw are... you, you had, I was like, okay. Cause I dated not, I dated a prototype of you. Of Valencia. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sort of. She was the she wasn't the spiritual she was incredibly shallow she was a stockbroker good for her and she had she would spend 
thousands a month in clothes. And like, I, I moved from Salt Lake to Texas to marry this girl. She was a redhead. So redhead should have been enough right there. But um, it's all your fault, Jeremy. But I know. But my, my, my roommate <laughs> walks in. We're there. We get to replace in this like this huge walk in closet that's seven feet deep and seven feet wide. And you Ooh. couldn't fit a razor blade between the clothes that were in there and everything. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you're nothing. You're, 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 <laughs> she, she had it all in plastic. Oh. And he's like, he, he goes, um, I, I think you've just got your ass kicked. Um, you Ooh. might as well surrender now. Right. And it was literally, it was, it Got was brutal. Yeah. But I, I remember hearing some of the things that your character would say on that show. And I'm like, oh. so much fun to say. I so remember much fun. She's that. Like, oh, you're making a joke. <laughs> Sorry. I don't like humor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some of the things you said on that show were so, I mean, I, I went and I, I, re- I just pulled up Valencia's most vicious moments. There's a, there's a YouTube clip of you on there. There is. I want to see this. And one of the best lines, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on was, oh yeah. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you because oh, yeah. you eat bagels after 8 p.m. <laughs> what good writing. How Shout could you say that? Crazy X. It's so funny. How and could she's you? Like, Do you want some chicken soup? She's like, chicken soup is just fat water. Or she's it's just, just fat like... water. I don't. Yeah. Some of the things that Season you said. Season one, that... Valencia was so rich when she was just so angry at herself the whole time. And she but... blames it. She blames it on hunger, but it's really just angry with self. I but mean, when, when you were going to go and you're like, oh, well, there's no AC. Oh, well, I'm going to sit on his lap. Oh, well, it'll be too hot. Here, let oh me just God, dress. That's right. <laughs> that was like snatch Broadway body, too. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Sure. I was I was like, oh, my God. Like you. I Obviously, you had so much fun being that oh, person, doing that character. So much fun. We we shot that that bathing suit like party bus episode in a fake party bus so they could take the parts out you know like a fake airplane or whatever in a studio and um everybody was sweating in that bus except for me because i was in a bikini so i won i mean but how you put that shit together i was like did they write that or how much of that was the writing versus you just saying i'm gonna be this character and have a good (laughs) laugh right well, it's it's the it's the dynamic of, you know, she gets to say it as normal as possible because Daryl, Pete Gardner's character, Paula, Donalyn's character, and Rachel, you know, all those characters had so much they were such popcorn, you know, they were like da, 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 you know, just like around you and, and swirling in their little tornadoes and she didn't have to be because mm-hmm. they were doing it for them for everybody. So she could say it as as straight and as seriously as possible, and that's what made it funny. What was your line about candles? Um, oh my god, man, you're throwing this back. That's like no, 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 no. It was something like, yeah, best. I made candles with my essence so people could smell me after I've left the room. <laughs> but that's why I still do. Yo, I'm like, but listen, that's the writers. That's the credit of the writers. And there are many moments in the in the table reads where yes, I would spin it my own way. There was one moment I think also in season one, Valencia. Because I, I love her arc in the four seasons. Like, she changed so much um, where she's like, oh, I'm hungry. Should we order Grubhub or something like that? And I remember in the table read, I was like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, I was just so excited. And, like, Rachel and everybody laughed and were, like, basically peeing themselves for five minutes. Like, we had to hold for everybody because I said it in such a way, like, oh, you guys. Like, I was just so excited. And I'm hungry. Course- I mean, this is something new. I'm hungry. <laughs> you know and she found joy in that so 
you know, there's, it, it's like a dark version of how I feel sometimes when I'm excited. Cause yeah, I have had some issues with, with anxiety that makes food taste like dirt. And so when I am excited to eat food in like very high stakes, four time, four seasons a year of high anxiety, there is joy in that. And so I took it and I ran with it. With there is joy in hunger. There I mean, really you're gonna, is. You're like Bollywood on that shit, man. And like, then, yeah. Like, no, 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 A Mormon song. There is peace with every, there is joy. I, I could, I could write your music for this, you know, <laughs> just, just taking Mormon shit and, and then, and then stacking it on there, you know. I'll let you. you know when I need that spin. I've got it for you. No, <laughs> I need like, that cover. Like, okay, so, okay, I, I get what you're saying. So I, I got, okay, so I, I got involved with a local film production company here where, where we did something about LGBTQ suicides. Mm. And the director had seen a photo of me in my bulletproof vest with, uh, with my badge from like and she she called me up she said were you a cop i was like no i was a bounty hunter a long time ago she's like oh okay like and then she right. went off right you know and then and then she she calls me up a few days later and goes listen um we're making this movie about lgbtq suicides you know about i said yeah yeah and said, yeah she said well there's this police detective who's um really smart ex-military he knows what's going on before anybody else does um and he has no tact. Okay. You got the part. It's <laughs> like, oh, all right. Thank you. And so she said, I just need you to be you when I say action. And we had moments where literally we did the table read and I was like, well, if I'm not supposed to have any tact. I would say, and so I just, I fucked up the table read. And right. I, you would just ad lib. And, and we had to do serious, like, okay, that was funny. That was great. We were like, everyone's writing in. I'm like, <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse, right? We get to shooting, and I just was like, let's do it. And I yeah. said things that were so bad. And I had this, and, and we're ad-libbing at one point. And I have the sound guy right out of frame. And I said something like, like where I, <laughs> I, 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 I said, so... Look, man, if you want to keep looking into that, after reading that girl's diary with all the whips and chains and leather straps and candle wax on the nipples, if you want to go looking any deeper into that, just beat my guest, right? And the sound guy right out of frame was not expecting that. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you got him. If you got the sound, if you got the sound guy, the yeah. The one that's holding that mic the whole time. Everybody that's in the village impressive. is laughing. The director's yelling, cut, you can't do that to you. Shut up, Mike. You know, it was, those are great moments, right? And I'm betting you had a thousand of those on set. Well, but, especially with, especially in the songs too. Like, But, but that's the thing with the, with the music though, you had to be really tight. You had to probably yeah. be extremely tight with how you were going to screw around. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you're gonna talent in itself. Oh my gosh, because I'm like, because musical theater, you got to be on with every with every beat, with every position where your feet are gonna be, facial expression, words you're gonna say. But we got to we got to have the fun in the in the studio in the rehearsal with Catherine Burns when she was choreographing, and every time she if Catherine would be like, ha ha ha, that's so dumb. That means we were doing it right. Yes. She's like, that's so dumb. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, 
okay, so when you guys took it on on the road and you were doing it live, right, with the live band doing uh, on the stage, right? Yeah. Even those videos were hilarious. I was like, <laughs> so when you're out there, you're like, come on, everybody, go, go. do it. <laughs> you, do it. Why aren't you doing do it? it? Yes, yes. You, you went right into character. I was like. Everyone loved. Everyone loved. And I do have to say, I do have to say the fact that Valencia discovers her bisexuality in the show. Um, I was get, just going to jump into that. Favorite, okay, go ahead. What, what, I don't know if it's my favorite or what I applaud Aline Brosh McKenna and Rachel Bloom, who are the showrunners of the show. And when she talked to me about it, she didn't ask for my permission if it was okay. She didn't say it in any way, but she was like, she more asked for my permission to not make a song and dance about it. And like Daryl, uh, Pete Gardner's uh, role has, um, his buy song that's kind of like um that 80s style of music oh my gosh i'm just forgetting it <clears throat> with the big saxophones that kind of music ska no no all those movies like um 16 candles what's his name oh john uh yeah john hughes john yeah. hughes yeah. so like all that kind of music uh style 80s style like he's like i've all been by I haven't been back. Like he's got this whole like song and dance announcement that deserves its place in that deserves its place in the LGBTQ story and community. And with Valencia, Aline took me aside and wanted to talk to me about how her story was coming about coming out was no song and dance about it, which is also the complete spectrum of story for an LGBTQ story. Right. So there are the moments where there are the stories that have been told, for instance, in most recently, um, the one about um, voguing and drag that just they just uh, finished their um, they just finished their season. It's about um, 10 across the boards. What was that show? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't watch TV. Oh, you listen to music, right? Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. One second. Wait. Well, Paris is burning is not what I'm talking about. This this show. Pose. Pose. That fabulous show. <clears throat> Never watched it. Where, okay. where you know, it, it's, it's many of the story that has been told that should be told where this child comes out. <clears throat> excuse me. This child comes out to their family and they get kicked out. They get kicked out of their house and it becomes this, this horrible story that is true. But with Valencia too, there are there is the story that has been told um, in a real sense that, hey, I'm gay, hey, I'm bi, and the family embraces them, the family hugs them and says, okay, what are we having for dinner? And that, uh, that you know, a huge spectrum of chances of it happening can also be told. And it's not a big deal to her friends. It's not a big deal to her partner. It's not a big deal to her ex-boyfriend, her you know, potentially ex-girlfriend, but ends up being her wife, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And there was no, it was the complete opposite of what Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does, which is song and dance in a moment. And Valencia didn't get that because she wouldn't want that. And I, I loved that about her character arc, that sometimes when, and I'm not a person that is LGBTQ, so I was able to represent that, which was also an honor. Mm -hmm. Um but there, you know, I did talk to some people that had the, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gay or, hey, I'm bi or I, this is my, this is my life. I'm discovering this in my thirties, in my fifties, in my sixties. I love a woman now. And that was the story we wanted to tell with Valencia and Beth. Well, and that was actually what I saw there was, um, 
I found that to be very respectful. Yes. And and the way that they delivered it. And it wasn't like, I mean, I remember seeing on that show ER, it was a very similar thing where just the two women where they're talking and then the other one, did you remember the show ER? The... Yeah. my I watched that with my mom religiously, like Star Trek. <laughs> if they made a TV series of Dune. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Move on, man. Um, ooh, I found sacred ground there, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> when when uh, the, the woman was there with Carrie, right? And, and mm-hmm. the woman said, no, I, I, I'm sorry, I meant it this way. And then you just saw the look on her face so when, when it first happened. And I remember this was like, what, back in 2000? This was a big thing in the year 2000 for them to big have thing. that conversation when she said, um, I, 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 I never thought of that. Right? Yeah. But. You know, when, when the lady said, but that was what I thought this meant when she, and she said, this is how I feel about you. And it moved that way. And then when I saw Valencia and Beth there and, and you know, when you first met and, you, and you're there talking about the party planning thing and, right. you're, and you're getting, oh, well, I have hookups in the valley and everything. And I could just see that gelling very clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the gay character. That was very obvious. And how all of a sudden comfortable there your character was. Mm-hmm. It, and it's not just like, hey, this is a business thing. This is a, I can be friends with this person and I can see that developing. And I was like, wow, she's actually being friends with this person mm-hmm. first, you yes. know. And then it mm-hmm. went from there. And I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. And you weren't putting it in everybody's face no. when it came down to it. No. And and Gloria Calderon Callet's doing that with her new show, With Love, that Vincent Rodriguez III is in. And he has a, um, his character gets brought to the Christmas party and Vinny does a beautiful monologue of explaining his bisexuality. And there is another, there's another character development between two other series regular roles that, you know, he's um, in love with the, he's, he's hitting on and wants to go out on a date with a trans woman. And, and that person is just uncomfortable because they're not sure if they like them. And they don't put it in your face. And I love that Gloria's doing that with her show. And I appreciated that I was being I was able to represent that on television with Crazy X. Well, and I appreciated how Crazy X you weren't making it like the it's hip to be any of this it just mm-hmm. was this is part of the story this is part we're, of the story we're not trying to introduce a new queer character in there although everything else that was going on I'm like well they could and it would be fine like glee which let's yes. face it you guys are like a very more ruthless version of glee and and yes. you, you wear that Thank badge you. with pride you were going for yes you, you wore that you guys you wear that title with pride my daughters <laughs> love glee my daughter look watch glee oh he's dating him and i'm like Okay, but Glee made it central to the story a lot, and they put a lot in there. The way you guys did it was just very simple. Okay, I met this person, we become friends, and then it it was it, it it seemed it was a lot more realistic. It seemed a lot more real, which grounded the show for the amount of um, for the amount of obnoxious, over the top fluff right. and of rude. This well, was and it's like all, what it really yeah. was. It's all of Rebecca's imagination. It's, you know, and the fact that the other characters were given chances to be in that imaginary world through song and dance was so cool. Very Allie McBeal, but just song and dance, right? And um, 
it I thought it was just so badass of Aline and Rachel to not give Valencia a song for it because she didn't have that epiphany explosive and maybe she did with with Emma Wellman's character Beth you know intimately and that also has respect you know you can have that intimate moment with your partner of that discovery and let's go have dinner yeah let's go hang out with our friends see the, and, and, I, and I loved that every coming out story should be well I don't know they should be tailored for the individual I, I believe that absolutely I, I believe totally but like I, I always said, if any one of my daughters comes out, I'd say, "Well, what do you want for dinner?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was, but like Fred Schneider, the band, the B fifty twos. I don't know if you remember the B fifty twos. Yes, B-52s. the B fifty twos. Yes. If yeah. you see a faded sign, right? Yes, it's Rock Lobster. Yeah, just uh, like. Oh my God! Yes, Rock Lobster. Um, Fred Schneider, his coming out story was the best of all, right? He, he walks up to his grandma and he's completely stressed out. And he's just like. I think I've heard this story. It's like, grandma, wait. turns off the vacuum. What? I have something important to tell you. Okay, I'll turn off the vacuum. What's going on? I'm gay. Oh, that's all right, Freddie. I already knew that. Turns the vacuum <laughs> on, just goes right back to I it. I already knew that. <laughs> and he goes, well, that was easy. Let's go smoke yeah. some pot. Like. <laughs> All right, let's go smoke some pot. It was like, okay, like, and that was the end. That was it, right? That was it. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be like that. Yeah, you you hope for that. You do. And then sometimes, like, there aren't. The, those stories aren't like that. But they. Well, all, I'm in Utah where they throw kids out and say you're going to hell yeah. and all that, right? We have yes. the highest LGBTQ Completely canceled. Mm-hmm. We have yeah, the worst so- epidemic of teen suicides because the church feels like oh no we own your sexuality we're going to tell you that you are wrong yeah for it you don't deserve to live Mm -hmm. and they do they matter they deserve to live they deserve to be themselves and be fully loved now me it's like hey don't date any well good luck there's a lot of psycho women out there good luck don't date any psycho chicks and (laughs) i'm happy for you right like or psycho dicks yes psycho dicks (laughs) yeah there's a lot of yes well, I like I, I I gave one girl away to her wife when when it when same sex was finally made legal, same sex marriage is made legal. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down and I got to give her away to her to her wife. Lovely. And that was like one of the most like loyal moments of my life was to like to be say I can give you this, I can show this much yeah. love, you know. And I cried all about it, and I was all big sap, and you know, and I'm proud of being a sap and having cried. You know, my tough guy melted away that day. (laughs) But at the same time, I I went down and I had a a big, I had like three boxes of donuts, and I'm going around. Everyone's standing in line to get married. They're in a hurry because the governor was going to make it illegal, going to stop it, file against the Supreme Court. So we're all, everyone's there, and I'm giving out donuts, and nobody wanted them. I'm like, what is it? Gay people don't like donuts? It's like, no, we're nervous, you know. <laughs> we're normal. <laughs> we're, we're just nervous. We're getting married. What, you know? And uh, I, I learned there that day when when I, I saw one kid that I knew from high school. It's like, oh, well, uh, hey, Tom, uh, Gavin seen you in forever. Good to see you, man. Yeah, this is my boyfriend, soon to be husband, Nathan. 
And now imagine if you took Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead and stretched him to be six foot five. Right. That's exactly what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And that was the mm-hmm. moment that I realized I cannot pair two gay guys together. And, no. and I was like, no, I. Well, two people together, right? It's just, it's. I was like, good. hey, if you two, well, two, some people you look at me, okay, they're a couple and I could picture them together, right? Me with gay. I'm like, uh, no, I never would have imagined you were dating a guy like that. Um, <laughs> hey, good, like, like. Because there he is, he's this sophisticated, suave guy, well-dressed, perfect hair, with a six-foot-five Jerry Garcia with a beard, and he was wearing sweatpants and a fanny pack. I'm like, there's someone for everybody. (laughs) Well, and also, I mean, they're they're the category that I'm under. It's like, I married someone I never dated. He's everything I never dated. So it's... Yeah. It happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, there's someone for everyone. Well, and also like, wow, that's what you ended up with. Well, I mean, not that, you know, Philip is in any way so different, but for me, like I had to go to therapy because I started falling in love with Philip. <laughs> you can end the show on that note. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> it was just like, I was shocked. <laughs> I You're was like, like, really? But this guy, really? Well. <laughs> I'm in love. Oh, this is love? Well, I was I was going to marry a redhead. I dated I only dated redheads for years. Well, no, there was one that I didn't. She was, you know, and then but everything else was redheads forever, right? That ginger. And then when everybody, so like my wife and I didn't even live in the same country while we were engaged. So and and we came from two totally different. So at our wedding, like I was in French Canada, and then she was in uh, Utah or she was in Ohio. We came to Utah to get married. All of our friends came. They're like, all my friends were like, dude, she's not redhead. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? And people were like, whoa, this is weird, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like nobody was, if it was like, whoa, how did this happen? You know, so, and I was like, I know, I married a blonde. Like, how you gotta did Gotta go this... to therapy. Figure it out. Like, what's going on? <laughs> my wedding was, everyone was like, how did, like, you two, you know, okay. But we did well, Let me tell you, let me tell you, I found Philip on Match.com, so you never know. I met mine on more on LDSsingles.com. Yes. On 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 a Mormon dating on website. On a more, but I was done. I was like, no, I'll I'll leave all that out. We I need tried to... Christian Mingles. I tried eHarmony, and they kept wanting to match me to some people in Ohio. And it's like, maybe you'll move for love. I was like, no. Find me someone in New York. Got on match. And then you had to go to therapy to to. And then I went to therapy. <laughs> to... On yes. that note, wow, this has been <laughs> okay. So we we didn't we didn't start the Star Wars Star Trek War conversation. Good, we did because I have nothing to say. I have I, nothing I, to say other than no thanks. I said Dune, and and you you had nothing to argue against that. Um, no, but uh, you should you you deserve to have this song go to the top for the regular. Hey, thanks. Christmas like pop list of real Christmas music. Also, uh, like Mandy Moore, give me a call if you want to make a cover about it. We're ready. I don't know. I can't. I, I have no connection in that direction. Sorry. But... I wanna be with you. It, well, only I, for the night. But and, and we didn't roast Christmas music as much as we as as I was thinking. But okay, uh, I threw Kelly Clarkson under the bus. Did it's fine. Th- yes, and 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 the whole American Idol and stuff. I've interviewed enough winners of that show as well. They're great people, but 
Yeah, like it's true though. Who 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 cares after season well, after Kelly Clarkson? No, who cares after season one, Jeremy? <laughs> it's like you can only have one winner. But that's what winning is. Hey, and at one. least it wasn't Sanjaya. Remember that? I mean, there are some other ones that are pretty great, sure. But like, okay, like so you think you can dance season ten? Nobody cares. Okay, so what do you do? What what do you have on the plate for the next year other than the the five song EP that I'm very looking forward to? What else oh, have you thanks. got? Um, and then what do you want me to place out with? I'm opening with Twinkle Twinkle, <laughs> but what do you want me to place out with? Anything from your repertoire? <laughs> the explicit version of I'm so good at yoga. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. I'm proud of her. She's okay. wonderful. She's one of my favorite memories in my career that day of shooting that song it was it was everything well the, the lyrics to that are every perv dude's dream you know that right so <laughs> well that's why she sings it of course she knows how to get them she knows how to get everyone's attention yes i'm so good at yoga explicit yes okay well that and um i also want to thank you for your love and respect for the lgbtq community yeah. Um, obviously, you're in the wrong business if you didn't love them. If I didn't love them and respect so much of their story and their their truth, it's an honor. So, uh, but so you want me to play the the explicit version of "I'm yes. So Good at Yoga"? Okay. And so, but what else? What, what else have you got? You got the EP that you're planning on doing. Have you got recording going, or you got? Charlie and I, Charlie and I are figuring out the next four songs he needs to write the demos for. He wants to write an original piece. And then there's a Spanish Christmas lullaby I want to do a duet with. Um, hopefully, Melissa. So is this Favre just Christmas yes. or is it just other stuff? You know, I truly believe in the economy of Christmas music. It gets played every year. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, marketing. Yeah, let's go in fat. I mean, my company is named Fast Nickel. I'm all about the Fast Nickel Slow Dime. Okay. Sometimes it's better than a slow dime. Let's do a Fast Nickel moment. That's what Christmas music is for me. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, a, it's a discovery of my music, you know, artistry. So we'll see after that. But 2023 is getting the EP done. Okay. And um, also hopefully having another kid. Honestly, we're in season of trying again. Oh, well, good luck on that. Hey. Um, but like I just and I just and I and well oh yeah yeah okay great yeah so so Talyn is you know evolving so much so much more in the next season that's coming up so you should see that in the fall um her on Star Trek Lower Decks Spidey and his amazing friends I get to play mom Rio um which has my all my nephews and nieces love and um I need to get to Comic-Con man let's like get all of your followers to tweet well maybe not tweet but like do something about it maybe TikTok is that what we do now and um, I just did a movie called Man in the Long Black Coat, and I played who you played, a, you know, a former Marine that's now a security guard that had a lot of tact. <laughs> and I booked it. They were like, we think you'd be great for it. And I was like, great. And so I had to do a lot of research on well, hey, go, go watch my episode. Go watch my movie, City of Salt, and you'll go, wow, he was an asshole. I can do this. No, I know that I can do this. I just wrapped that in December, and okay. oh, oh, you already did. Do... Okay, right. yeah, we just wrapped in December, and so that was a huge step forward for me because I know I can do military, I can do um, NCIS, all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited about that season in my career. All right, well, everybody, Gabrielle, thank you so much, and uh, you got Christmas behind you. We we did a good roast. <laughs> we did it, and uh, good luck with it. Wait, what's the EP going to be called for next year? Is it? 
Not Twinkle Ruiz, non-twinkle. It's called Not, Not Twinkle, Twinkle Twinkle. That's what it's called. <laughs> Not Twinkle Twinkle by Gabriel Stay Ruiz. Tuned. Just probably Gabriel Ruiz does Christmas. No I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna throw your socials in here and everyone did, go watch the video. But no. the song is very touching, everyone. So I'm gonna put those links up here. And uh awesome. any other final last words you have to say there? <laughs> Jeez. 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 Jeez in 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Well, Gabrielle, thank you so much for your time. Oh, I do have have final words. Yes. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. The the biological, the the plant species of zombie. It is a wrap on that. Oh, gosh. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Thank you for it's Saturday morning at 7 a.m. your time. I'm like, bravo. That was, you know. <laughs> so, um, everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in. Gabrielle, thank you for your time and good luck with the EP and everything else. Everybody else, take care. Be good to each other and let music do awesome in your life. We're in a yoga class Now is the time to let your mind go blank And focus instead on how awesome the yoga teacher is Look at me, look at me I'm so good at yoga Look at me, look at me so good at yoga. Exhale on another side. Rebecca sucks. I do shit with my body that no human should be able to do. Like putting my face behind my knees, turning my hand into a shoe. As the morning sun kisses the lotus, I kiss my own pussy. Can you do that? Greet each day. Namaste. Fuck you, you're fat. Look at me, look at me, I'm so good at yoga. Look at me, look at me, I'm so good at yoga. afraid to get tattoos and they are all in Sanskrit. Anal doesn't hurt at all. Most times I prefer it. That's what this tattoo says. I'm so good at yoga. Come vaginally. I'm not afraid of clowns and trains. My father didn't leave me. And thank you, everybody, for that. And thank you, Gabriella Ruiz, for the um, yoga song. And uh, for just as crazy as that was, I think that's the most explicit thing I've ever done on my show, believe it or not, was that song right there. I've had bands like uh, Gacy, DC, The Doberman. I've had some crazy stuff, but I think she just took the I, she just took the cake for that one. So, everybody, have a good year, and I hope that you all can stay safe out there in this wonderful winter month mess that we're all sitting in. Peace, love, and a great year.